Well, welcome to Machine Learning, and uh, just have a few minutes to talk about a uh, new project that I'm working on in Machine Learning. Um, it has to do with uh, it has to do with budgets and uh, budget classification and learning about expenditures, and I think that's really kind of inter interesting because they had a public school system and they said uh, you know they have different labels lots of different labels where expenditures are being applied and budgets are going to be applied and and uh, they have a person who their full-time job is to try to identify what type of expenditure it is and and classify it and then get the reporting right so that they can get the proper billings and uh, funding so they, 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 there's some cases here for supervised learning and unsupervised learning. Uh, so again, we, with unsupervised learning, what you're trying to do is find where groupings are occurring uh, in the data. And so the, uh, you can use k-means cluster and the, you can use PCA, component reduction, dimensional reduction. You can use TENC, dimension flow. Um, these are just kind of like uh, different techniques for understanding the unsupervised data um, labels, and then you can then you can start to understand your data better. So this project should be fairly interesting from that standpoint. Okay, today we will have the uh, professor on from BSU. He will be coming on board to talk to us uh, at noon. So you'll want to check in uh, on the podcast at noon. <clears throat> and um, we'll be talking about <clears throat> we'll be talking about the ML AI uh, pipeline and getting that set up. And he's uh, already from the topics I've shared uh, covered some things like the pre-processing collinearity, which is basically uh, moving your categorical data into dummy field columns, and um, doing some uh, statistical analysis, maybe doing some uh, analytical predictive analytics right up front uh, to just see how the data responds to the data or to the, uh, to the probability or probabilities of responding to the data. That's always kind of difficult to which one comes first, but uh, I'm really liking probability mass uh, function and uh, a cumulative mass function. They're just such a interesting way to kind of understand the distribution of your data. Now you can use uh, different Seaborn uh, tools to see if there's correlation between your data, uh, between different pairs of data. And you can do uh, pair plot, and it will kind of show you the distributions. And so, where you're starting to see some strong correlations, maybe that's uh, an area that you want to focus in on. I don't know. For the Super Bowl, the the thing that that uh, seem to be very important is uh, pass complete, average yards uh, passed, and uh, yards after completion. Those those three factors uh, were were important. So, and again, with the Super Bowl, uh, the winner would probably make, uh, have a home score of about uh, 35 
have a pass completion around 30, 35%, and uh, seven yard average passing for, so every throw would average about seven yards. And, uh, and uh, uh, running after caught, about five to six yards. So those are just some probabilities based on 91 games uh, that, that uh, led up to the Super Bowl, and uh, and based on the, the the likelihood of outcome being a the winning a winner score. So if it was a winning score, this this was the profile for the winner. Anyway, that's the best I could see how to analyze the data outside of a Bayesian network. And uh, I do need to learn how to apply Bayesian networks and probability at the node junctions uh, so that I can kind of do something like a random tree classifier where based on, instead of a rule, based on a probability, I know which way on the branch to move. And then having the final branch be the final outcome. So those Bayesian networks would be very important to, to do that. And uh, so I, I, I did see a book that had Bayesian networks on it. I just haven't had time to look at it because I've been heavy in my courses with DataCab. And uh, uh, hopefully I can put a suggestion that DataCab have put, uh, put together a, a Bayesian network course so I can understand how to use that. Yeah, if you haven't subscribed to DataCab, I'd re I suggest you do. It's uh, you know a hundred and something dollars. I earned the, that money off podcasting, and so that's uh, you know you're largely supporting my my academics and appreciate that. But I, I do find it interesting, and once you kind of get an idea of how your data is uh, put together. Uh, there's a lot of patterns that you can start answering in the data. And the, the problem is, is sometimes drawing the wrong conclusions because, you know, you can look at the data and you can think like, well, so if, if, if a quarterback throws seven yards, you know, will that mean uh, that he will, uh, will he, will it, you know, are all the passes seven yard passes? And then the, the Answer is probably not. There's probably some that were 15 yards, some that were five yards. Uh, and, you know, I didn't really look at the distribution of the distance of the passing to get a rough idea of how uh, the passing is broke down in terms of likelihood percentages of, of completion. But it, that's, a, that's another one that I think I will, I, I'll add is look at the distribution distances and probably do a, um, a uh, KD plot on, on the yards pass per game and see, um, and see what the, what the, the li most likely caught pass distance would be. So maybe the most likely caught pass distance is 15 yards. But so you have a, to get to the seven average, maybe there's a lot of five yard cat passes where he's throwing uh, short pickup gains, just to get the down. And, uh, and, uh, and that, that's why the average is uh, sitting at seven. And then there's gonna be some that are gonna be just incredible passes, high risk passes where he throws and 
maybe picks up a 30-yard gain or more. But uh, those probably don't happen all the time where he's throwing 30 yards and, and uh, they're catching those 30-yard uh, passes. So again, it's, a, it's an interesting way to think about data. You know, all of the, the behavior of the game is hidden in the data and you have to uh, kind of be aware of what the behaviors are and look for those particular behaviors and see if the data supports that behavior. And so like if you know that, uh, let's say if you, you have two of your, your teams that you could extract out and you know that those two teams are, are have a really good quarterback and he passes for long passes, uh, you know, you could then do a, uh, a, a demographic of those two teams and, and uh, see if it does match the behavior of what you uh, see on TV and, and what you would predict would be the behavior in the games between these two, two teams. Maybe one team is a very good defensive team and the other is a very good offensive throwing team. But when they match up, uh, the team that has high yards gained by throwing has uh, is, uh, severely curtailed. And so, uh, again, the, the trend might be, the overall trend might be for long passes uh, with high yard gains, but there could be a case-by-case -case analysis which could defy the trend. But I tend to like to, you know, analyze things from trends and not so much from particular one-on-one -on -one cases because uh, that, I think that's what the, the interesting one, the Super Bowl playoffs do is uh, Super Bowl is that uh, you really can't predict who, how the outcome would will be other than you'd have to look kind of at the statistical trends that occurred during the season and then based on those statistical trends um, maybe make some analysis and then do some statistical analysis of how these two teams did when they if they ever played each other during the season or if they played the team that was comparable in demographics to the competitor team, then you might say, look at that uh, comparison as a conclusion to uh, which one would win. So you take all the teams, you take a team uh, and, uh, and that, that is in the Super Bowl and then its competitor and then look for uh, like competitors that may have played the team that opposing team and see if you find a match or a close match and let's say you find a close match then see what the outcome of those two teams were who won the game and maybe then from a comparable analysis make your conclusions of who will win the Super Bowl and that that's also one uh, strategy I've been thinking about is is looking for similar profiles in the teams to decide who can win. Or who will win, sorry. Well, at work, time to go make some money.